Hello and welcome to the SparkleTac Time Capsule, a weekly glance back at the weird and wonderful happenings that have made San Francisco, San Francisco. This week, in 1958, the Giants played the Dodgers in the first Major League Baseball game on the West Coast. It's the third week of April, 2009. April 15th, 1958. Exactly 51 years ago today, Two New York City transplants faced each other for the first time on the fertile soil of the West Coast. Decades of storied rivalry already under their respective belts, these two legendary New York baseball clubs, the New York Giants and the Brooklyn Dodgers, were trapped in aging, unsuitable parks. Giants owner Horace Stoneham had been considering a move to Minnesota until Dodger owner Walter O'Malley, whose plans for a new Brooklyn park were being blocked, set his sights on the demographic paradise of Los Angeles. The National League wouldn't allow just one team to make such a drastic geographic move, so O'Malley talked Stoneham into taking a look at San Francisco. To the eternal regret and dismay of their New York fans, following the 1957 season, both teams pulled up stakes and headed for the welcoming arms of California. Hundreds of thousands of San Franciscans turned out for the Giants' formal introduction to their new city, a good old Market Street ticker tape parade. Keys to the city were handed out. Shirley Temple was the official queen of the parade, and Willie Mays, the New York Giants' biggest star, rode in the first of a long parade of player-filled convertibles, accepting the adoration of the crowd. There's a fantastic Life magazine photo of Willie talking to a couple of kids in the middle of the pandemonium over at SparkleTech.com. And the action around that whole first season has been beautifully documented in Steve Bitker's book, The Original San Francisco Giants. A new stadium was in the works, the controversial Candlestick Park, but it would be a few years before that windblown soup terrain was ready for action. For now, Major League Baseball would be played in what longtime Giants announcer Russ Hodges called a beautiful little watch charm ballpark, Seals Stadium. Seals Stadium, at the corner of 16th and Bryant, was a state-of-the-art ballpark in 1931, but it required a little sprucing up to play host to the big leagues. Seating capacity was increased to the tune of 2,600 bleacher seats, and get this, the walls in the outfield were lowered and brought in closer to the plate. The lighting was beefed up, and 3,000 parking places were added, mostly across Bryant Street at the famous Ham's Brewery. The year before, Kansas City had been the westernmost outpost of Major League Baseball. On April 15, 1958, that honor belonged to San Francisco. The game took place on a warm and breezy afternoon, the freshly painted park heavily swathed in red, white, and blue bunting. The standing-room-only crowd of over 23,000 converged on the stadium by car, bus, trolley, and foot. Box seats sold for $3.50, reserved for $2.50, and bleachers went for $0.90, but scalpers were getting as much as $15 a ticket. Some people took in the action from Franklin Square across 16th Street. Old-time ballplayer Ty Cobb was there, and he remarked that 75000 would have shown up if they'd just had the room. It was the most heavily covered game in big league history, with over a hundred journalists roaming the stands and packed into the newly constructed press box. Dick Young of the New York Daily News expressed surprise over the behavior of the San Francisco crowd. The general consensus is that the new Giants fans have a big league maturity. 
They have restrained enthusiasm. They are not the wild, fanatically partisan fans of the Milwaukee breed. They seem hep about baseball, cheer when a play rates it, and not over a routine catch of a foul pop. And they are fair. Well, of course they were. Baseball had come to California with the gold rush and was already well established by 1888 when the epic poem Casey at the Bat was first published in the Examiner. In fact, San Francisco had already hosted a number of pro baseball teams, most notably the San Francisco Seals, established in 1903. The Seals and other members of the Pacific Coast League played a caliber of baseball that stacked up against anything back east. And San Franciscans had witnessed dozens of major leaguers competing at Seals Stadium. The DiMaggio brothers, Frank Crosetti, Babe Pinelli, and Lefty O'Doul, to name just a few. But though I'm wearing a Seals cap as I record this, today's story is about the major leagues. The first Dodger batter to step to the plate was, ironically, the only San Francisco native on the field, Galileo High graduate Gino Simoli. Giants pitcher Ruben Gomez struck him out swinging, and that proved to be an omen. This game would belong to San Francisco. The high point of the afternoon, in hindsight anyway, has to be the home run clouded by rookie outfielder Orlando Cepeda. It was the first base hit for the baby bull and the first of the 379 home runs of his career. The Puerto Rico native would go on to become rookie of the year that year and a favorite of fans all over Northern California, including my mother. The starting lineups were loaded with future Hall of Famers. For the Giants... Willie Mays, the greatest all-around player in the history of the game, along with Orlando Cepeda. And for the Dodgers, Pee-wee Reese, Duke Snyder, and Don Drysdale. Even the home plate umpire, Jock O'Conlon, would end up enshrined at Cooperstown. The Dodgers wouldn't score a single run that day, with Gomez going the distance for a complete game shutout. Final score? Giants 8, Dodgers nothing. If you're interested in the box score, and I know at least a couple of you are, there's a link to it at sparkletack.com. Though the Giants finished third in the National League standings in 1958, the New York rivalry had survived the cross-country trip. The fact that the Giants finished ahead of the Dodgers, then beat them 16 times out of 22 meetings, made the season a success. After Pee Wee Reese struck out to end the game, many in the crowd headed to baseball-oriented neighborhood saloons. Third base, lose, or the double play. Though Seal Stadium was demolished in October of 1959, yes, a tragedy, the double play bar and grill still stands. In fact, it just turned 100 years old this year. Walls lined with baseball memorabilia, including the tip of Seal Stadium's old flagpole, it's far and away the best place in town to soak up the atmosphere of baseball from the first half of the 20th century. Last year, a plaque was finally laid in the sidewalk at 16th and Bryant, commemorating the 50th anniversary of that first Major League game right on the spot of the old stadium. Willie Mays was there for the occasion, along with Orlando Cepeda. The now graying Orlando recalled his rookie home run perfectly, pointing to the spot where it landed, he recalled that he hit it at 2.30 in the afternoon, that the sky was overcast, and that the pitch was a 3-1 changeup. It was the biggest thrill of his career. My biggest thrill would be for the Giants to bring home a World Series title. In their now half-century plus of San Francisco baseball, it still hasn't happened. Yet. Yet.
Keep your fingers crossed. That's the report for the third week of April, 2009. Tune in next Monday for another time capsule dredged up from the kaleidoscopic depths of San Francisco history. For those of you who care, I do realize that this date also marks the death of the San Francisco Seals for all intents and purposes. While I mourn them as much as anyone else, I decided to go with a more positive spin this time around. Thanks for listening. Till next time, go Giants!